Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Slave, will you remove your helmet and tell me your name? My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Commander of the armies of the North, General of the Felix Legions. Loyal servant to the true Emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. When I can't receive your love, afraid I'll never be enough. Remind me who I am. If I'm your Who are you? <laughs> Bob, don't you love that? Love who, are, it. who the heck are you? <laughs> I get that a lot, especially wearing the mask. <laughs> and what was lost? So today on the Christian Car Guys show, you might have guessed it. Who are you? And there's a little and in there. What was lost? So you might have recognized. I hope you've seen the movie Gladiator, but it's a very famous scene because... Here, if you look carefully at what Hollywood has done, they've portrayed the gospel because a general, i.e. Jesus, right? He was a general, becomes a slave. You get the picture? No, you got it. Yeah. Comes to earth, right? And then, what? He defies an empire. And he gives his life in order to set his people free, right? The very end of the movie. <laughs> free my men. <laughs> you know, it's the whole scene, it's the whole thing. But the critical part is actually Maximus himself was a poser. He was a gladiator, which means swordsman, which obviously Jesus is a swordsman, but he had that mask on. And so we get this moment in the movie where Maximus decides it's time to be who he is. I mean, it's a beautiful, amazing picture that we have where he takes off the mask. He turns to Commodus and he says very clearly, my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north. In other words, he is a general, right? General of the Felix Legions and loyal servant to the true emperor, you bogus little rascal. Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance 
in this life or the next. So doesn't that stir something in you? Like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, yeah, something has been lost. Something has been stolen. And I think through the show today, you're going to see that Jesus is all about seeking and restoring what was lost. Not just the lost. He's definitely after that. But there's so much more to it to get the full life that Jesus has for you. So we're fresh off boot camp here. You know, you you, you know, last week I was at boot camp, so I got my good friend Bob. Can't think of anybody I'd rather share this particular show with than Bob Young, my Christian junkyard guy. Bob, welcome. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me here today, and uh, it's just a joy to be back. Uh, last month I had an issue, and... Uh, uh, felt it safer for me not to appear that day. We had had an encounter, and uh, but everything worked out perfect, and uh, it's just great to be back. And it's great to have you back. But then we also have a very special guest from boot camp, Rodney Schmutz, my good friend, who um, had an instrumental plan that God had, had given him in the boot camp that he did not know that you know, at some point in your life, you know, Rodney, your first boot camp was what? 2018. Two years ago, right? Yeah. And so some people are just hungry, thirsty, wonderful disciples. And Rodney was one of those. He, you know, he came to some boot camps and then all of a sudden he started coming to all the meetings and he started, you could just see he was devouring the information. And, and as he had breakthrough there and then Jesus started to restore some stuff that he had lost, it was clear that he was ready from our point of view on the team to do what we call respond. So we have a talk on warfare, which Rodney's going to share a little bit about that in a minute. But this talk on warfare, now I was sitting in the audience as Rodney was up giving this essentially response to what Sam had been teaching on spiritual warfare. Now we're, we're talking about what was lost, okay? And so honestly, as I went through this boot camp, I started to question my very the name that God had given me in the middle of the night in twenty in two thousand eight. God came to me and said, "Robbie, I want you to start the Christian Car Guy Show." And almost immediately, my identity changed. Most people know me as the Christian Car Guy. I, very few people know me as Robbie. You know, they when I go a lot of places, it's the Christian Car Guy. Well, from the stage at this boot camp, I was crying <laughs> when I said, I'm not a car guy. Well, we're going to get into that today, so I just want to tease you a little bit. There's a lot of stuff here where God gave me back my name and said, oh, 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 wait wait a minute. Who called you that? Who, who said you were the Christian car guy? Who told you to start that show? Yeah, let's get it all straight here. So to get into the story, Sam gives this talk on warfare, and the major concept behind <clears throat> spiritual warfare that they teach through these John Eldridge Styles boot camps is the concept of we have got to fight against agreements that we make with Satan because Satan because the truth has been stolen constantly and so if we go about agreeing with something Satan has told us we are letting go of the truth right and so little do you know that Satan's has been whispering in your ear your entire life and if you Take the bait. Like, you know, here's a perfect example. Robbie, your wife is always going to be down on you, right? 
And so I hear that in my ear. And if I swallow that always or never statement, because Jesus doesn't say that kind of stuff, if I swallow that always or never, not only do I take the bait, but I swallow the hook. <laughs> okay. And I can be in a fight in like 20 seconds. And so Sam was sharing this concept and, and all the biblical references to it. We can get into more of that later in the show. But Rodney was responding. So I want Rodney to share kind of what he responded because it awakened in me something like, oh, my goodness, look what I'm doing. And the amazing thing that I just learned the other day from talking to Sam is that from what you shared, it awakened an agreement with him. So it was amazing that he invited me to speak, which got you to thinking about something with whatever I, you know, God gave me, which what God gave you was something for Sam. It came full circle. <laughs> it was just really cool. But yeah, so I get up and you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, the agreements, we have them all. And that was the first thing that jumped out at me at my first boot camp was something that was first impactful to me because the agreements were easy to see. They were numerous. I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I can't do this, why don't I just give up? All those things attack me on an easily daily basis. You get that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh, here they are, they're jumping out, popping out. So it was like trying to push them down, push them down. Had some success at times. Sometimes I'm like, no, I want to live in that agreement because you're just mad and ticked off and you just want to live there. But over time, I'm working with these agreements for the last couple of years and I'm like, it's there's, there's something deeper than these surface level agreements that are popping up in my face and in going to articulate this was, you know, thanks to Sam's prompting to be up on stage there to share my response. It came to the point where, Oh, there's something deeper here that I need to be a part of and understand. And it basically comes out in the form of, I don't matter. So that's what I was sharing that, uh, afternoon was, the fact that I always come up with this, no matter what situation I'm in, there's a sense of I don't matter as a part of my identity. So that's what I have been breaking. And I didn't even know I've been breaking that over the last two years because I don't feel that way as much anymore. And now I'm to the point where I do have more control over it than it does of me. And that's what I was kind of prompting everyone to kind of challenge them is you, you may, you're not going to win this in a one fight battle. This is not a, oh, come in, say it, you go on. It's, it's, it is a battle. It's a journey. And you have to have control over it rather than it of you. And to do that was just, you know, strengthening in my heart because now it helps me to see that I have that and to be able to articulate it. And I can be more clear in what I'm doing about it. So you can see Bob. That's amazing. I mean, I'll share after the break. We're loaded for bear here on the Christian Car Guy Show. You're going to find out, really, where was Robbie's attack, that deep agreement I had made, and what did that have to do with my identity? What was lost? Maybe you're thinking about it in your own life. Wow, I lost something. What is our real name? We've got so much coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. are you today on the Christian Car Guys show? What was lost? And, and we're talking about 
you know, interestingly, a thousand movies are done on identity. And who do you really believe you are at its core? <coughs> so, if you picture this scene, that Rodney is, is talking about this agreement. I hope you listen to the first half of the show. I mean, the first segment. If you didn't go back, listen to the podcast. It's going to be awesome. Okay? But Rodney is on stage sharing this agreement that he has that you don't matter. Well, I know Rodney well. I've known him. And I'm like, Wow. That's why he acts the way he, you know, I always feel like he feels left out and like, I always have this sense of how can I reassure Rodney that he is a big part of this, that he matters. <laughs> you know, what, what, I always had that feeling like, you know, how can I do that? Like, this is his warfare. This is what he's struggling with. And so I'm like, I bet I've got one of them. <laughs> I bet I've got one of them. Well, the next guy to speak Actually, if I'm not mistaken, was Andy, my good friend, Andy Thomas, and he was giving the Father by God talk, which is just an amazing talk on how we accept God as Father, and most men have father wounds, including me, right? And so he's giving this talk essentially on the Father, the Father wound, all these things kind of meshed together, but he wants me to respond like, like you know, <laughs> Rodney responded, he says, Robbie, I want you to get up and talk about your father, your father wound, and, and, you know, honor your father since this is the first, you know, boot camp that we've done since your dad's death. And so I am still in my mind sitting there ready to respond on stage, get up on stage. But as I am listening to his talk and thinking about Rodney said, what he said, all of a sudden I was like, you know, I was a real disappointment to my dad. <laughs> Ooh, going to get an amen. <laughs> I start going, oh, you know, to him, I was never a car guy. Because, you know, my father was in the car business all his life. He had a definition of what a car guy was. And a, and a car guy, from what I believed my father's point of view was, was you made a lot of money on every deal and you and and you knew how to sell cars a certain way that he knew how to do that I never could get straight. And so it used to be, you know, when I would sell cars, he would, when I worked for him years ago, he would call me in there and, well, tell me, how much did you make on this one, Robbie? Well, about $400. You what? <laughs> and how much did you make on it? And, 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 of course, my father would never come out and say to me that you're a disappointment to me, but I felt it, right? And, and my father helped me get job after job because I went through the car business I discovered a way to sell a lot of cars and actually be quite profitable, but I didn't do it by making a lot of money per car. And so a lot of times I would get crosswise with my bosses over certain issues, as you might imagine, based on my values, and I got fired a lot. <laughs> and so my father would get me another job, and it would be, and like at one point in time, my stepmother sent this little barb in through my wife that, you know, Robbie would be absolutely nothing if his father didn't constantly bail him out because he is such a disappointment. So there's the wound, right? It hurts. And so I'm standing up there <laughs> on the stage fully realizing that, oh, my goodness, I now have seen my father wound that I really never had seen so clearly. And as I was standing there, I'm like, well, I'm not even a car guy. And I think I even said that from the stage, didn't you I? You did. And I lost heart in, in so many different ways. I was supposed to give two more talks on that boot camp. And at one point in time, man, I'm a, just a mess. 
And I called the, the leadership team together. And I'm like, guys, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't give those talks. I, you know, I don't, I'm a disappointment. <laughs> They're like, Robbie, can't you see you've got this agreement you've got to break? You know, you, a disappointment, you're the main attraction. You know, what, what are you talking about? Your talks, you know, people, you know, this is one of the main reasons they come, you know, all this stuff they're telling me. And I look on the floor and I literally have cried a pool of tears. I, I mean, literally, it's a pool. And I, and I was like, I can't do this. I'm a, you know, but with these guys' help, we began to pray and ask Jesus to come in and break this agreement that I'm a disappointment. What was true? What was true? Well, my father's in heaven now. And I'm not a disappointment to him. Not whatsoever. I mean, there's there's things more important in life than making a profit on a car deal. <laughs> and so the cool thing from this standpoint was the day I got home from the boot camp, I knew I needed to process some stuff. So I, knowing Hebrew and studying things, I said, what a fun thing. I'm going to look up car, Bob, in, the, in Hebrew. You know, they had wagons. Okay, I understand they didn't have a car, but a wagon was you know similar thing. And when I began to look at the word car and cart works, you know, I'm like, oh my goodness, look at this, look at this. I am a car guy. I'm not only a car guy. I'm the. And I was like, it. God was like winking at me, saying, "Remember, Robbie, who gave you that name, the Christian car guy? It wasn't you. I gave it to you. That's the name of the show. I wanted you to start." I called you the Christian car guy because you are the Christian car guy. So let me tell you what's inside of the word car in Hebrew. Well, first there's a yoke, right? And you might have remembered Jesus said a little something about getting yoked to the right, you know, hitching yourself to the right deal here. And so his yoke is light. But then the next letter is a gimel, and in order to understand the gimel, is such a beautiful thing. It's actually the third letter in the Hebrew language, but the gimel is, looks like a foot because it's supposed to be a rich person running to give back to a poor person what has been stolen from them. That the rich, the gimel is supposed to run to the dalit, which is the next letter, which is the poor person, and return to them what was stolen and in a way, return it that it did not come from the rich person, but it came from God. So that the poor person realized that God was restoring to them that which was lost. Okay? So, so get this picture, this gimel, this next letter, and, and look at the word cart first time it's used in the Bible, right? It's when they went to get Jacob to be restored to Joseph, who had been stolen from him. And time again, when they stole the Ark of the Covenant, guess what they went and got it back with? A with cart. A, a cart. Now, what has been stolen, right? As a Christian car guy, is I'm thinking the truth has been stolen. I work for the Truth Network. Like, we're here to return the truth. Like, yeah, I'm a Christian car guy. And we got, oh, some truth that we're going to restore. We got Bob and Rodney, so much more. Coming up, stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Slave! Will you remove your helmet and tell me your name? My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, 
husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Who are you and what was lost today on the Christian Car Guy show? And I got to tell you, I wish you guys could have listened in on the break. (laughs) As Bob explained the story of like, you know, it kind of resonated with him about being a disappointment to his dad. Something about his mother kept you from being killed or something. It was uh, when you mentioned disappointing your father. It just I would just cringe, you know, because I disappointed my dad so many times in life. Um, I was quite the handful and made so many bad life choices and everything. And I just when he would meet people out on the street and how's Bobby doing? He'd be like, "Oh Lord, what have they heard? What's he done now?" You know, I was just that kind of a a young person because you just never knew what to expect or what was coming up next or anything. So um, later in life, you know, the choices I made were better and my dad was, you know, more proud of me. And um, he came to church the day that Lori and I got married. And the same day I gave a capital campaign speech to the church and uh, was encouraging folks to get behind our Family Life Center and how much we needed it and everything. And uh, when I came back and sat down beside my dad, it was like all the buttons were fixing to pop off of his shirt because he was just bursting with pride. And at one point in my life, he sat me down and said, I finally see what your mother saw in you. And I know now why she wouldn't let me kill you. <laughs> and you know he would have he would have never been convicted or anything if he had killed me because everybody in town knew that <laughs> that boy gave his daddy a hard time. You know? But uh, another thing I want to speak about right away is uh, you know what's missing, what's been stolen, and. I was so active in church and active with the youth and um, the young people and uh, Sunday school classes and everything. And y'all just really rang my bell about what had been stolen. I was teaching Sunday school. It was the last day I taught Sunday school at at our church. And um, I made a mistake in telling one of the age old stories and, and I Somebody corrected me, and, and I needed correcting because I told it wrong. And I let that get to my pride, and my pride has, I don't think I've hosted the show by myself here since that point. And I know I haven't taught Sunday school since that day. And just something about that situation uh, stole something from me and I entered into an agreement that I was not qualified because out of all the things I'd done that were positive, that one little negative thing, ooh, I saw that as a disqualifier, you know? And I, it was really, really, really eye-opening for me that y'all sit here and shine the light. Saturday morning, you know, I came home to do the show today and I know why I'm here today, and I know that my eyes are uh, a little wider open than they were, and uh, I've got some processing to do, and uh, I won't alleviate that agreement 
as you said, Rodney, uh, instantly or anything. It's not going to be a flip of a switch. But I need to work on that. And uh, thank you for having me here today. And thank you for uh, letting me be in the place I needed to be to hear what I need to hear to get some corrections made. Oh, and that gives me strength too, Bob, just to hear that story, both of those, and uh, appreciate you sharing as well. Well, the cool thing that, that, that Sam taught, and I, I, he's taught this for years, but I don't know that I ever caught my brain exactly, is that often when Satan flips a little lie into your ear, he likes to use always and never, but he also likes to, you, you won't say, I'm disqualified. What you hear is you're disqualified. You, you, you don't hear, I'm a disappointment. What you hear is you're a disappointment. Right? It comes mm. in the third person. Well, you don't talk to yourself in the third person. At least I don't. But Satan does. He's coming at you. And so maybe you can spot that that way. But one thing I think we can all do right now is just stop and pray. Like, I think it's completely appropriate. Jesus, thank you for revealing the truth to us, what was lost, right? Thank you for coming after Rodney's, you don't matter, or Robbie's, you're a disappointment, or Bob's, you're not qualified. Jesus, you are, in fact, our husband, and you have a legal right to break any agreement that we have made. And you... We ask in your power, by your blood, and and all that you are, that we know you are beyond cool, that you break these agreements. We're not held by them legally anymore. We renounce them, we throw them down, and we accept what you say. We're Maximus. We're your sons. We're we're the king. And, And we pray that you'd come in and give us the strength in order to hold that light and help other people to see what was lost. So you're listening today, and you may think, Gee, I got a story. This is a live show, so how cool. You can call us, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So I happen to have a story about another guy. His name was Zacchaeus. You're probably familiar with him. He was a little guy. (laughs) Wee little man. (laughs) You might have heard that he went up in a sycamore tree, but more importantly, unfortunately, he had gotten into this agreement that – He couldn't amass enough wealth to take care of himself, so he had become a tax collector, actually a chief tax collector, and he had been, you know, essentially extorting money by large sums. He was a car guy, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) There's an agreement. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesus came to town, right, to his dealership. (laughs) And he couldn't see it because he wasn't tall enough, so what did he do? He climbed up in the sycamore tree, right? Right, see but, what he could see. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and what Zacchaeus heard is is absolutely phenomenal when you really understand where where Jesus was going this with this, right? Because in Luke nineteen, Jesus said to him, "Today, salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham." In other words, he's restoring Zacchaeus' identity as a son of Abraham. And then he says the famous line, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. He didn't say he'd come to seek and save the lost. It's a horrible translation. I'll tell you why. Because what Jesus was doing, he was quoting a verse from Leviticus 6. And in that verse, 
in Leviticus, it's describing how when you've been stolen, when somebody is, when you have stolen something from somebody, you're supposed to return it and then some. Well, what did Zacchaeus promise to do? He'd promised to return all the money he'd stolen and then some. And so what Jesus was telling him is, you know that word in Hebrew that means that which was lost or stolen? That word, it's one word in Hebrew. And the King James has it right. It says Jesus came to seek and to save what was lost. So when Jesus used that word in Hebrew, he was telling Zacchaeus, you have done what the law required of you. You are now again, right? Wow. You see what I'm saying? So Jesus had come to give Zacchaeus his identity, but also when he said that, he was telling us all something. There's more to than his what Jesus can do for us than just to save the lost and get you to heaven. He, yeah, he's all about that, but he wants you to be restored in your relationship to your earthly father, to your heavenly father, to your kids. He wants you to get rid of these agreements and live a life where you are living and lighting and loving to where people can see all these things, this beautiful light. You really matter, Rodney. <laughs> I was always so, so, so grateful that my father was able to show how much he, how proud he was of me. And, and the fact that I got to experience that and I didn't have to carry it around at his funeral that I was a disappointment. And that was, that restored me in a way that I really needed back then. And uh, I think that helped me to get closer to God and the church and, and, this show and and take on things that that here recently I haven't been taking on because something was stolen from me again here recently you know? and, and, and interestingly it's often stolen from our heart and that's going to get into the cart which has to do with the Jesus labor love we're going to get into that and why that's so critical to the Christian Car Guy radio show and we have a story of a single mom we need to help but if you're wondering about all this hebrew stuff and all this kind of, i wrote it all up at christiancarguy.com i have an article there a podcast previous shows if you want to go back and listen to this again it's all there at our podcast page at christiancarguy.com we'll be right back you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com when i can't receive your love afraid i'll never be Who are you today on the Christian Car Guy Show? And what was lost in your life as far as your identity? That's what we're talking about. I've uh, been really fun. You know, just to see how authentic my friend Bob is, I mean, you know, here, and, and I'm sure that I, I have a thousand, maybe more than that listeners right this minute who couldn't agree with me more that anybody who shares from his heart and who makes God the hero of the story, like, I don't know if you noticed it, but I'm sure that I heard that God was the hero of Bob's story. God was the hero of Robbie's story. God was the hero of Rod's story. And that makes him, and, I, and, and you know what's funny about it all, Bob, is I quote you more than, uh, the one quote I use of yours more than any other one is, what I thought made me disqualified 
Finish uniquely it. qualified you. <laughs> That's what I said about when they asked me to work with the kids at church, and I was like, no, I can't. My past is so awful. And then it was like slapping the head. What you think disqualifies you, boy, uniquely qualifies you. And who better to teach kids about what not to do than somebody that did it all twice? I think that's why they always give me the poser talk. (laughs) 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 But anyway, I do need to tell you that today at 1 o'clock, you really have a chance to, you know, it's so cool that we have live shows on the Truth Network. I think it's unbelievable. It gives you an opportunity to call in and share, like this show's live, like you could call us right now at 866-348-7884 and tell us your story about long lines of what we're talking about. Well, this is going to be a show on marriages at 1 o'clock with Amy Cabo and The Cure. She's got Dr. Mark Johnson talking about why some fail, which is obviously some you know, yeah, <laughs> Bob's raising his hand. Yeah, I'm, I'm uniquely qualified to talk about that one. Me too. <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> both of us are divorced. So, but remarried and very happily in both of our cases. We're very we're, much. We're so. very, very blessed. So, I did want to get into something with the Jesus labor love, right? So, I find it fascinating now that God had given me that ministry to go within the Jesus, within the Christian Car Guy show. So. We talked about earlier that we returning something that was lost, and by the visualizing the gimel in the Hebrew alphabet, that here's this foot that's running to give away something that has been stolen, specifically, you know, some riches of some kind, which truly is the truth, but it also can be money. And, and so when I think about these single moms and widows, that they get ripped off all over the place. And so how cool is it, really, when you think about what the Jesus Labor Love does is people, you, our listeners, donate money to us, right? And so when these single moms get this money, they know it comes from God. They didn't think it came from, in other words, this is exactly the plan. They have been robbed. They really have been robbed. Something has been stolen, and Jesus has come to seek and to restore, right? And so I've got one of these that'll give you a little insight into the Jesus labor love. So in Fresno, California this morning, there is a single mom and she's fighting a wrongful eviction. And she also struggles with mental health problems, admittedly. And she also has children at home. And I find it fascinating that her car happens to be a 78 Cordoba. Are you hearing me? Mm. It's a 78 Cordoba. And for Ricardo Monobon told me it has rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> you, you might remember about that. But anyway. I do remember that commercial. Yeah, there you go. Well, this car needs brakes and a control arm, blah, 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 blah. So she didn't even know what she was getting into. You know, we just, all we can do is enter in. So we pray with her. We go in there. We tell her we'll pay the diagnostic charge, which is $95. And while the car needs $700 worth of work, well, she comes up with $500, right? But our internal way we manage the Jesus labor love is we have a maximum of $150 unless somebody donates specifically for the cause more than that. So here's the deal. We are essentially at this point in time $85 short for this lady. Because we've given her the 150, she's paid the 500. We got to get to 735. Okay, so there's a foot out there wanting to run to this lady to restore her 85 dollars, <laughs> and one of you can be that gimmel. One of you can be the Christian car guy in this case of 
donating, just when you send the donation, you can go to the Jesus Labor Love, do it through PayPal. You can send us a check. The address is there at christiancarguy.com. However you want to do it, just designate that it's for the lady in California. I don't have a lot of people I'm working on in California. So you just say, you don't have to say Fresno or anything. Just say the lady in California. And I'll know that $85 is for her and we will send it directly to her. Because again, we have our guidelines based on the way that we're able to manage the ministry. And so let me just say that one of the really, really cool ways that we can be all Christian car guys is to pray for this lady, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because God eventually is the one who's going to deliver the $85 or whatever it takes to get her back on the road. And, and so how cool is it really that Jesus is orchestrating this? And I can assure you that it's going to be really cool because I know in my heart, this lady's going to be taken care of. She has come to the right place. <laughs> Jesus is with us and he is going to make this happen. And I'm very excited because Brian in Utah wants to talk to us. So, Brian, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Robbie. Sir. Hey, this is uh, Brian Dettel. I used to be one of your guys for Jesus Labor of Love here in Utah. I recognize and, your um, voice, Brian, and I am so thrilled. Because <laughs> you are really um, one of my favorite people in so many ways. You've, you've uh, been with us for years. Yeah. Well, what but have you divorce, got for us? Divorce messes things up. I just wanted to say... I just want to say hi because we're uh, my fiance and I. We broke down in Utah. We went to Pennsylvania to get a motorhome. Broke down through the United States, and now I'm dealing with a radiator problem. And I've been stuck in in Utah. Not stuck. Friends and family, thank God. Are, Is it low die Utah? Out. <laughs> and uh, we're just. I, I've been. I've been. I don't get to hear the Christian radio show. We're. I don't know if you heard Paradise, California. That's where we lost our our town in California. Oh, Northern really? California. And uh, that's where I'm living now. And um, I don't get to hear um, on 820 a.m. That's that's where. All right. So you're in Utah, Utah. You get, get to get hear to on AM 820. That is really and cool, I don't Brian. I don't get to hear you guys anymore. So I heard you today, and I thought I'd call in and say hi. Well, number one, it's it's wonderful to hear from you, Brian. How can how can we pray for you in your your breakdown? What 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 you need? I know you're a fantastic <laughs> mechanic, so I'm sure you can get it fixed. <laughs> It's one of those. It's an '86 Vogue motorhome, and it's uh, it's uh, they don't make the radiator anymore, so they have to custom make the core. And uh, we've been waiting a couple weeks, and I, I guess it came in, and it, it was damaged. So um, I guess they're gonna radiator shops starting over again. So I'm not sure how oh, all that's gonna play Well, out, let's just so. let's just pray, Brian, right this second. So Jesus, thank you for Brian, and wow, so many times he's came to so many ladies' rescues for me over the years on the Jesus Labor Love. I'm so thrilled that I got a chance to talk to him this morning, and I know you want to come to his rescue. So I pray you'd give the wisdom to the radiator shop to fix this thing and, and make it right so he can get back on the road, back with his fiance. I'm so grateful that he's got somebody else in his life because I know that was really painful for him, and I just pray that you would bless him, help him to know you're there with him in this, and help him to get back on the road. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Brian. Amen. Hey, thanks. It's great talking to you. It's great hearing your voice. I miss you guys. I miss you too, Brian. Remember, Brian, for those of you who are way back, was the assistant of Vic Hill, who was the my wonderful, wonderful Jesus Labor Love and oh, guy that went to so be much. with the Lord a few years ago. Well, Brian and Vic were great friends. So I am I just beyond wow. thrilled that you called today. Brian, and we had a chance to thank you, Bob. We didn't get to get much back to Bob or Rodney, but you guys were awesome today. Thank you, brother. Thanks Amen. for having us here today. It's been a blessing for me. I promise you that. And you are the faithful.
Christian Car Guy. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for listening. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. Got it all done in 33 years. And, you know, this week, why not be thinking, what agreement can I break? You know, what am I hearing? What's can... been stolen from me? Uh, what's been stolen? I like that, Bob. You should name a show after that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should have his own. Thanks, Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.